Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I'm sitting here with Caitlin McEachran, and she not only is an incredible friend um, that we always joke that we're, we're internet friends, um, but I was like, you're like a real, like a real life friend. Um, but she has an incredible company where she actually works with crystals and makes all sorts of jewelry. Um, and she's also a breath work facilitator and really holds, I think she does such a great job of of holding space for other people and also allowing people the opportunity to to raise their vibration. So I am so grateful and honored to have you here and chat about all things sparkly and crystals and high vibey. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Um, when I reached out to her, I was like, hey, I think you would be one of the perfect people to talk about crystals. And she was like, yes. I was like, <laughs> my people would love this. So down. She's um so Caitlin's actually been um the owner of Soul Stoked for the past three years, really kind of creating these beautiful pieces that you can wear, different malas and bracelets and and things like that. And I just feel like I I uh, I was sitting in a meditation group t- this morning actually, and uh, a girl brought two two crystals, and she's like, "What what are these?" And I was like, "That's clear quartz. It's like the gateway drug of crystals." So. Tell me a little bit about how like your evolution of like business just in general happened with, with crystals and and how that found you. So I've always been really into crystals. Um, My aunt had introduced me to this whole world of what I like to call almost like magic on earth um, when I was really young. So she brought her crystals and her Oracle decks and everything over. And I just remember being like, what? This exists? Like, this is amazing. Um, so I became that kid that would run around the driveway, picking up different stones and rocks and holding them and being like, can you feel that? Blah, blah, blah. And my friends are probably like, okay, who is this chick? But um, <laughs> You're like, but they yeah. have me anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that was then. And I kind of just put it all I didn't forget about it it was always sort of part of my life but I kind of I guess it went on the back burner a little um fast forward a whole bunch of years I had a friend who was like I'm gonna make a mala tonight what are you doing and I was like oh this sounds so awesome like the bead shops around the corner I'm gonna make a mala tonight so I ran out and grabbed some beads and made a mala and it slowly just progressed from there um, yeah. I, okay. Have you read, um, Material Girl Mystical World by Ruby Warrington? No, but I've heard of her. Okay. So this book, I mean, it's really good. It kind of touches on, on different aspects of kind of like spirituality and, 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 you know, like crystals, Oracle decks, like all of these things, yoga, um, different things that we're kind of talking about. And, um, when, 
she talks about at one point, like kind of going into these healing circles and, and different, you know, and somebody kind of coining the term that uh, healing is the new nightlife. And so her, her magazine is called Numinous. And it's kind of like this, again, this like magazine that's all about like uh, all of these different ways to experience spirituality. So she has this term that she's like, shit numinous girls say and it's like what are you doing tonight i'm making a mala that's what was, that was my, <laughs> my first thought and i was like that's shit numinous girls say like when you are like hey i'm not really wanting to go out and like club anymore i'm like healing is my new nightlife like i love um, that so you're like, friday night you're making malas and you're like and <laughs> it was a friday night so i love this too you're like yes sitting here chilling with my crystals so then um at like at what point did, did you kind of just start um, like people asking you for it or how, how did it, I feel like, cause you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I just make them for fun. But you actually, um, if you haven't checked her out on Instagram at underscore, underscore soul stoked, she has beautiful, beautiful pieces. And so it's not just something that you're doing on the side. Like this is, you have such a talent of creating something that is not only beautiful to wear, but so intentional. Like how did that come come to be. Thank you. Um, I don't know. After that first mala, um, I had a friend, her birthday was coming up and it kind of hit me like, what should I get her? And the mala came into my brain. So I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like I'm going to go. And I think for me, the funnest part of it is choosing the colors and picking out what vibes when I think of a person. So I started doing that and, um, I got her that for her birthday. And after that, I sort of just kept creating them. And she started pushing me to go to markets, which <laughs> Those friends. Um, I'm yeah, right. Oh my gosh. I really enjoy like being around people and chatting, but I was so nervous because I was like, oh my gosh, this is my work. Like I'm putting this out there. And she just gave me that nudge that I needed to be like, yes, I'm signing up. She actually came to one of my first markets with me. Um, And then it just started growing from there. I created an Instagram and I created a website and I love trying to connect the pieces to something personal. Like it really started with the malas and one was like the balanced warrior. So how can you feel like more grounded and balanced in your energy and yourself and, you know, the grounded goddess and just kind of connecting crystals to like something a little bit more fun that can also relate to other people and their stories and help them to feel more aligned with themselves. Do you have like a favorite crystal? I'm always super biased about amethyst. Like it's my always really? go-to. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, well, I do. It's my birthstone. So I think that's uh, kind of why I'm drawn to it. What about you? Interesting. Um, I feel like I am drawn often to Labradorite. And um, that's funny because I feel almost like an aversion to amethyst, which I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like, it's beautiful, but I'm like, I don't want to like it. Like, it's very weird because I do it almost every time I go into the store. I'm like, it's really pretty, but it's not for me. I don't know. That's hilarious. I was like, I'm not really, not really sure why. Um, But I, yeah, I feel like I really like, I really like Labradorite, but it, uh, for the longest time. And actually let's, let's, this is perfect segue into, um, talk to me a little bit about, 
um, the practice of like choosing stones and, and things like that, like not just that for you, but actually for the consumer, like what would you, how do you recommend people go about? Cause again, they walk into the store and like me, I'm like, okay, I, no amethyst, no amethyst for me, really pretty, but no, like, how do you go about like knowing what is for you? What isn't for you? Oh, that's part of my favorite thing I think about markets is when people come up to the table and they ask like, how do I choose one? How do I pick? Um, and I always just tell them like, what do you feel drawn to? Why do you feel drawn to it? Like pick something up, feel it, or allow that pull to happen. And it's so fun because they'll pick something up and they'll be like, okay, what's this one for? And I'll start explaining what it's for and how you can use it. And it always corresponds with what's going on in their life. And they'll be like, oh, I so needed this right now. Like X, Y, Z is going on. And I just think like, it makes me so excited because really they've, allowed their intuition to guide them to whatever they need and it's just this beautiful thing like now they have a piece that they feel connected to and yeah well as opposed to it again like I I was always kind of taught that same way like just go to whatever um you know is drawn to first and then what's interesting is I think when as you are a little bit more experienced as far as understanding what different crystals you know feel evoke different vibrations and, and stuff like like okay I know I'm struggling with this so I specifically want a b or c because I know that that'll help me and I actually think people do it backwards usually people usually are like I have all this what's going to make me feel different and place all this like expectation and judgment on what the stone can provide for them rather than being drawn to what will actually resonate most with them initially and then find things to like support you you know what I mean yes I love that And two, because it's not exact, like, yes, crystals are magical and they have this healing vibration, this frequency that we get to vibe out with. And, um, but yeah, it all has to do with your intention and what's your heart calling for? Like, what are you desiring? What are you maybe not acknowledging that's going on with you? And just allowing yourself to fully trust and be guided to what you need. Yeah, I love that. Trust. Mm-hmm. Probably <laughs> people's, you know, biggest, one of the biggest struggles is actually trusting themselves. Um, Definitely. Trusting themselves to even make choices like that. Like, I'm going to pick the wrong stone. Like, no, don't worry. You can't, you can't fuck it up too much. I promise. Like, <laughs> it's real, yes. it's real hard. Like, I mean, okay, maybe you don't want like a super high vibey energy stone underneath your pillow when you're trying to sleep, but like, the most part, like, eh, they're not going to, you know, give you diseases. So I feel like you're okay. Um, you're fine in that department. <laughs> what is your, do you have any like practices and stuff like that for, um, because so if, if you aren't familiar, you need to cleanse crystals. And so can you kind of explain a little bit about what that is and, and different ways to do that? Yeah. So like us, like our, you know, we pick up on energy that's around us. So do crystals. So it is always really important to keep them cleansed and at their neutral state so that we can kind of use them. I wouldn't say like to our advantage, but then we can program them with our intention and what we want them to help us with. So my favorite is to just put them in the windowsill under the moonlight, because I don't know, I have this like 
obsession with the moon. So that's normally how I cleanse my stones. And it's said that the vibration of the moon then helps to neutralize the vibration of the crystal and it helps it to release. Um, I do think it's interesting. You're not supposed to put them out under every moon or during eclipse season. Well, even some full ones, I don't think you're supposed to. Um, It's yeah. Yeah. I I don't know enough about that, but I still, for me, it feels right to put them in the moon. So I do that. Or I like to put them in the dirt of my plants and just Mm -hmm. kind of like let them ground. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never done that. Um, A really cool thing I did one time, I was trying to release things in my apartment that I no longer needed. And I had a bunch of crystals that I no longer felt like I really vibed with. So I channeled everything that I needed to release into them while I was holding them into my hands and I was at the park and I just kind of like dug a little hole and it was like a little release ceremony it was really fun I just left them there and thought now you can ground and if someone finds you they're fresh and ready to go (laughs) I like that like that would be a nice surprise I would like to happen upon the place in which you buried all of these (laughs) some little kid was very thrilled about this (laughs) that's true yeah it's funny that, that you say that because I do, um, I actually have like a little container that crystals that I no longer like, again, like jive with. I'm like, they've either served their purpose or like, I just, they were gifted to me and they never really like hit home for me, you know, or something. And so I keep them. And then what I do is I actually like cleanse them and then give them to people when I feel like, I was like, oh, I feel like they could use this or and I give them away. Um, but I've I've heard of people like burying them too, like knowing that you don't have to keep them forever. Exactly. Yeah. That once you buy them, like this is your stone and it's like, it's, it's like anything else, any, you know, any person, any, you know, life, you know, all of these things, like they serve a purpose that it doesn't mean they stay forever. Exactly. Yeah. It's for what you need in that moment. And then when it feels like, oh, I'm done with this, it's okay to let it go. And so then was like crystals, your, your like gateway to uh, your gateway drug to breath work. Cause that's like <laughs> another uh, numinous beast. Kind of. Um, I've always just been really interested in other modalities of healing. Um, so my aunt attuned me to Reiki, I think when I was like 11 ish or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lived with her for a summer after I, my first year of university and she was working at a, Oh, what do I want to call it? Kind of, I guess like a healing center. And so everyone kind of had their own modalities and I just loved being there and talking to them. So like paths to life regression and um, tarot, everything. It just, it was so cool. And to be surrounded by everyone and to be learning these things from different people. Um, And so this summer, my friend had said that she'd been going to these classes, I should go. And I thought, okay, I'll try it out. Um, I had done breath work in little snippets before, but never anything like we did in Revelation. Um, And yeah, it was so cool. And every time he was talking about the facilitating, I just kind of felt a pull like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Sign me up. (laughs) What what else can I learn? (laughs) Take my money. Yeah, exactly. Here you go. So now do you utilize like crystals and like breath work and healing and and stuff like that? Like what, what does a breath work session with you kind of look like? So 
I set up my crystals kind of like around me. So it's kind of like I'm stepping into this space and then I give them all kind of like a li- their own little job to do. Um, for example, like right now I have a selenite beside me and I always like say to it, oh, just shine your light, shine whatever needs to be what people need. Um, my rose quartz, I always ask for extra love and peace and unconditional healing to be present. My amethyst. <laughs> so I'm always like, um, I really love that one because it brings protection. And two, it's good to help in communication um, and s- spiritual awakeness. So um, yeah, that one. And then I have a few others, but I love to just cultivate this really peaceful space and set a really like heartfelt intention for what's going to happen for the class. And I always cleanse the space, the area, and I invite angels and ascended masters, whoever wants to be present to come in. And I don't intentionally do energy work while it's happening, but I, lots of times it happens anyway. Does that make sense? Like I'll definitely feel my hands get really hot. Sometimes I kind of just like hold my arms out as if I'm sending the group a hug. Um, There have been multiple times where I've just started waving my selenite around. Like it just feels like that's what needs to happen. So I'm like, oh, okay. And yeah, do this little dance on my end. Um, See, yeah, and I now with their eyes closed, have no idea. Exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of what it looks like. And oh, it's so interesting. Like I'll feel lots of different things on my end too, which I had someone ask me that. And it was just like, oh, when a huge release happens, it'll feel like this wave of energy just flows over me. Or sometimes I start crying or other times I'll be over here just literally having a dance party because the energy just feels so great. And then, yeah, so a bunch of different things. And then, so you kind of touched on, um, and I, again, I've kind of gotten this question frequently, like some of the uses of crystals. So you're even sharing, like in your breath work and your healing, like all of these things that you're like, there are so many ways um, to use them, but I actually want to circle back to when you talked about uh, setting an intention for them, because mm-hmm. again, so many people get them, they're like, now what do I do with it? <laughs> you know, they're like, okay, I, I carry it around. Or if it's on a bracelet, I feel like it's easy. A lot of times, like there are so many other ways to to utilize them. So, can you um, can you just help share a little bit about intention setting and different ways to to utilize your crystals and kind of get the most bang for your buck? <laughs> yeah, um, this has been a new thing that I've been doing. But what I really like to do now is sit in the dark with them. So. Um, I feel like I'm kind of a person when there's a lot of things going on around me, it's really hard to come back to center and just really feel my own energy. Um, So lately when I've been cleansing crystals, I'll go sit in the dark and I just allow myself to really first feel into my energy. Just what do I feel like? What's happening? Um, Am I vibrate? I don't know. Just really tune into myself. Right. And then And then I put the crystal in my hand and I really just take a moment to feel what's different, feel how my hand feels when the crystal is in there, feel if I'm starting to get tingles or anything over my body. Um, 
And then I usually, well, this is another way to cleanse. So you can cleanse them with your hands by just imagining that white light is infusing them and just all encompassing them. And you just allow your intuition to take over. So when that process is done, then I just kind of sit there with it in my hands and think, okay, what do I want this one to be used for? Like, what do I need help with? And essentially I meditate with it. I just sit there, meditate with it and kind of just infuse a little message, whatever comes to me first into the crystal. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, and that's what I think is, has been one of the most helpful things is that you can actually like program each crystal for, for different things. So you don't just have to have, you know, just, this is my, my one crystal. This is all that it can do. Once it's served that purpose, if you still like the stone, you can actually like cleanse it, thank it for, for doing its purpose and program it for something else. Um, Exactly. Yeah. Which, and they can be used. Oh, sorry. You go. No, no, go ahead. They can be used in so many different ways, like you said. So like we have a hematite sitting by our door to just keep the energy clear as to what's coming in and out of the apartment to keep the space protected. Um, but I have a really nice, it was around me, I don't know where it is, um, a honey calcite that Ooh. just has this like, it's huge too. It's like this big geode, um, but it has this beautiful calming energy. So I always just ask it like, please keep this space calm and clear. And you don't have to always do this, you know, go sit in the dark and hang out with your crystals for hours upon hours. You can just have a little moment with them, like put it in your hand, take five seconds of like quiet and whatever comes to you, just kind of like, I don't know how to explain that. Almost like, let it be. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing hand well, motions for you to see. Yeah, yeah. Everybody on the podcast, she's yeah. clearly motioning what to do. Um, but really, I think, again, like there's this like idea that it has to be like all of this stuff, like you were talking about that I have to sit in the dark for hours and it's like, no, I can literally just hold, hold in my hand, close my eyes, take three deep breaths and say like, please provide this space with loving, grounding, healing energy. Exactly. Exactly. Set it down. That's it. Like, it doesn't have to be, I, I think there's this, like, it feels like elusive a little, like, you know, like, oh, I, I got to get all my crystals out and I got to make a, a crystal grid. Actually, um, why don't we talk a little bit about crystal grids? Will you explain, because since I'm going to use that term, what is, what is that? You... I've actually never made a crystal grid before. Um, I love them and think that they're so beautiful, but I've actually never sat down to do one on my own. But I know that they can be used for manifestation, clearing spaces. Um, they're very ceremonial as well. Yeah, I know um, some people that have, they're like, and actually I thought about doing this because we're, I'm engaged right now. So we haven't gotten married, but like doing a one that is programmed with love and like um, vitality and things like that. And then they actually adhere it to the grid. So you place the grid, like you can make grids with whatever crystals you want. They're typically like smaller sizes, different shapes, and then lay them. Usually there's a geometric pattern and it all starts with one in the center, like the, and that's the, the mandala, right? That's the, or that the, right, kind uh, of the Bodhi, uh, oh gosh, what's the center one called? Like the center of a mandala. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. A little bit. Um, like, to oh, me, the, like the, Bodhi, Bodhi. Oh, the word is escaping me. Oh, anyways. 
there's always like this center and it's kind of the idea like a mandala or a crystal grid, everything explodes out from the center, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you think of everything in nature, it has kind of its root that it grows from. Um, and so then you place them out like geometrically um, to, and then program it with whatever frequency. And so I was like, oh, I should do that. Like when we get married and, and glue it all down or secure it somehow. I was like, is glue uh, gonna tape their vibe? Do I gotta put this thing out in the moonlight? It's like, oh man. Maybe this is more work than it's worth. I'm just kidding. Like, I think that'd be uh, really cool. Yeah. I like like a big one over our bed. That's my thought. Ooh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you could always just take a picture of it and then infuse the picture with whatever you want true. and hang that as like a tapestry or whatever. That's true. That's true. Then I could just reuse all the crystals. So I'm like, Wait, Exactly. There you go. I can have all those hanging above our head. Okay. <laughs> I need those for other things. I need to program exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome um but oh yeah no I just think you made a really good point before too exactly this process gets to be whatever you want it to be and just like with everything else like you know how I do something might not resonate with how you want to do something um I just think it's all very intuition based like you can't do it wrong right you just get to flow with whatever feels good for you what are some of your favorite ways to use crystals? Obviously like jewelry, but what are some of the other ways that you kind of use them like daily? Um, I liked what you shared about the hematite above the door. Like, oh, stuff like yeah. that. And that's what, like, I was like, we, we have like selenite and stuff like that. And people are like, oh, I had no idea. Like you can use it in different spaces of your home and stuff like that, you know? Yep. Um, I like to use selenite to charge my crystals. Uh, we have like a really nice charging ruler, I guess I call it. Um, so that one's really nice. Well, I do like to put them in my plants just to like give my plants extra love. I don't know. <laughs> it's just something that feels good well, for me. You've got a great fiddle leaf behind you that I can see. And my Thank fiddle leaf you. always wants to drop leaves. So maybe I should put some crystals in mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Try it out. Um, what else do I do with them? I love to wear them in my bra or in my pockets. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of feel it out. Like, Oh, what am I doing today? Okay. Do I feel like I need a little bit of extra support? Yes. Okay. And then I look at my collection and I decide which ones are coming with me and which ones are staying behind and do the little program and then move forward. But, um, we do like to program them around the home. So for like different rooms, what do you want that room to feel like and sort of program your crystal to hold that frequency. And I do notice after, you know, taking them all from where they are, cleansing them, reprogramming them and putting them back out. It definitely, definitely changes the energy of the space. And I just think that's so cool. Well, when you think about it, especially with everybody being at home so much right now, like we could probably all use some like amethyst or, or like a calming stone, a blue one. (laughs) Nothing. So yes. Yeah. Can you talk, like, can you tell us a little bit about like different like colors and and maybe some of the generalized, you know, feeling and frequencies behind certain colors and kind of guide people if they're, you know, wanting to feel more of one way and, or versus another, like, you know, love, like different things like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, you can tell a lot from the color because it kind of corresponds with the chakras of the body. Um, I know you know lots about that, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so like a yellow one 
would correspond with your solar plexus and you know what happens there it's your I am center and so building confidence um, I think one of the ones that I love explaining is like tiger's eye so it's yellow and it's said to have the power of the sun and it also has like dark browns and blacks in it and it's said to have the power of the earth and so they kind of come together to work as a team so grounding is the earth, it's your root chakra, it's stability, feeling calm and stable in who you are and pinks. So pinks are going to correspond with your heart chakra. It's always to like gently open the space to bring in more love, to help heal. Um, white stones usually correspond with your, your crown. So allowing the higher consciousness to come in. Um, yeah. See, and that's like, even like that, like this, again, if you're just kind of starting to dabble and you notice that you're always drawn to a certain color stone, then it allows you, okay, if they're all in a similar frequency and kind of, again, like blue is like the throat chakra, well, do I have a trouble speaking my truth? Is that why I'm continually drawn to blue? Okay, well, exactly. what are some other things that I can do to kind of support this healing? And so in a way, like crystals not only help support you, but I think also guide you to these, like, ahas of oh like that does feel this way or that does make me feel and paying more attention to the we get so busy I think that we get caught up in all of the like gross and the big things and all of the uh textural and and you know but crystals give you the opportunity to see the more like finite the more um small feeling and sensation that you normally miss you know one of my favorite things that um, I learned in yoga teacher training was um, a meditation style where you literally just pay attention to the sensations of the air coming in and out your nostrils. Mm. So you're literally like just feeling like the cool air and then you feel the exhale, like the heat on the upper lip and stuff like that. And it's like, I never ever in my daily living think, wow, that breath in felt cool. Wow, <laughs> that breath out kind of I felt that just, you know, on my Cupid's bow, never, but you know, like things like that, where you actually slow down and you're like, okay, I can feel these things. It gives you the opportunity to actually pay attention on purpose instead of just bypassing them for being sparkly rocks. Like exactly so much more than that. But if you aren't paying attention and if you don't have kind of this intentional awareness, right. You would miss it anyways you know exactly and I thought that was so funny when you were explaining that I started to like oh what does my yeah. breath feel like coming in yeah. <laughs> but I agree like it's not just this thing that's outside of us it's this thing that's actually reflecting back to us like what do we need look inside all of the answers we already have inside it's just another clue as to how we can connect deeper to ourselves I completely completely agree I appreciate you so much, like talking to us and just kind of sharing a little bit more again about like, again, like stripping down all the like fluff and like, no, it can be very simple. It can just be what you're drawn to. You can just say, this is the intention and put it in your pocket. Like, I think it feels very, I think, empowering for people to, to feel like they can make these choices more easily for themselves and also like again start to you know dabble in the the gateway drug of spirituality <laughs> the fun, definitely the fun like, totally little, agree. like <clears throat> you know it, it is something that you can wear and, and jewelry and stuff like that so if you're not following caitlin already 
go check her out on Instagram at underscore soul stoked. Um, you can also visit her, her website, www.soulstoked.ca. Um, and you can shop all of her crystals and all see all of her amazing, like her craftsman work. And she's just such an incredible human. Um, but again, like she also offers breath work. So if those are things that you're like, I need to clear out some shit and you know, like she's already told you her, her space is lit. She's got all <laughs> these crystals. She's ready for you. Like just breath work. Come on in. Yeah. You're like, listen, you know, you're getting the real deal. She's out there waving her selenite wand. Okay. On Tuesdays, Tuesdays, she has group breath work. You can join or you can get one-on-one if you're wanting specific things. Um, and she can really help set that intention and amplify that healing for you. So um, thank you so much, Caitlin, for, for coming on and, and sharing everything. Thank you so much for having me. I like to ask a little question at the end. Um, if you're getting on an elevator and you only have like a five second ride, sometimes it's a three second ride. It depends on the day. But, and you had to tell somebody like what you think the secret to life is, what would it be? Just love, like really tune into that heart space and just radiate love. Just love that. I love that. I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, if you're listening to the episode and had any aha moments that you're like, oh my gosh, I need to go get this crystal or I can use it for these things. Um, and if you just really enjoyed this conversation, we would love if you would take a screenshot of you listening, share it to Instagram, tag us at Shalane Carter and at underscore soul stoked so that we can see. Um, we would love to, to really connect with you in that way and, and see what crystals you're, you're going to bring into your life and, and how you're going to charge them and use them and all the things. So please share it. Let us know. Um, and we'll, we'll talk again soon. Cheers. Cheers.